doesn't start it. Ah. Hey, you know what? What? Who the fuck is this guy on the show? He looks like some sort of retired music professor or something. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this, is, this is Scott's new look. <laughs> I think it looks way, way cooler. He was, kind of a, he was kind of a dork before, but he looks uber cool like this. <laughs> you are. Oh, I've never seen him with a beard. He's never had a beard. I never, because when growing up, it was like fucking, I'm a ginger. So it came out fire engine red, like yeah. re, or orange, not even red. It came out orange. Yeah. And I just didn't, didn't like it. And now it's gone. <laughs> now it's gone. It's completely gr- white. Completely white. So. Oh, but cool. And he, t- he put his glasses on for a second to see something on the screen and took them off. And I was like, you wear glasses as well. Put them back on because they look super cool. So this is Scott's uh, new look. That's funny. That is so funny. It's Wait more of it's more grow it right out. That would like that would really suit you because you've got such a shiny head. You need a you need a beard to counterbalance it. Uh, or are you funny. just trying to be like your hero, Gordon Ryan? I knew I knew 100% you were going to say that. I even said it to Ariel. I was like, just watch. It's going to make a comment on Gordon Ryan. <laughs> I didn't even want to keep this. I started growing it for a few days. It was Ariel. She was like, wow, you look really good now. I'm like, what? No. That, that really suits you. Definitely. Because, do, you know, do you know what it is? It's almost like a Sean Connery. Because you've got a white beard and you've still got black eyebrows. True. Yeah. It really suits you. Sean Connery. Don't don't do that again. No, I can't do that accent. <laughs> I can't do any accents, quite frankly. Even you ones that I Canadian. know when I try to you, do them, you, uh, you can do a Canadian them. one. Yeah, but I, without you, I don't even know if I can do a Canadian one. There's so many. You Canadian are Canadian. Accents. I know, but there's so many dialects and accents. Can you do, can you country. do that Quebec one? Uh, I could, but I don't want to get beat up, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Quebecois left... are vicious here, and if I butcher their accent, I don't... <laughs> so that that's so that's like JSP. Mm-hmm. That's his accent. Quebecois it? friend, yeah, way, yeah. yeah. You got to know, eh? yeah. You got to know, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. It reminds me a little bit of the half French, half English Bayou accent, like along the Bayou, along the swamp. You mean like the Cajun uh, accent? Like Cajun, yeah, yeah, yeah the Cajun accents. Yeah, they got yeah. that, that French twang. Yeah, yeah, theirs is more Parisian French, even though like Quebecois French comes from, nah, whatever, you know, going to history lesson. France, France. No. But they uh, have their own dialect. And the same is here. Like if you go to the east coast of, New- uh, of uh, Canada, right over where I was born, actually, in Newfoundland, it's mostly Irish settlers. And I swear, in some communities, you can't even understand them because their th- the accent is so thick, still sounds like Ireland and it's uh yeah so di- there's a lot of dialects but there's a few things that canadians are known for obviously like a and um a a boot a boot, a boot. A boot. out in a boot see that's where you put your luggage in, in a car out in a boot yeah that's right yeah in you guys called a boot right yeah you call it a trunk why'd you call it a trunk, trunk? i don't know we just do what we're told <laughs> this is weird i have my laptop down here now and i'm looking down at you but the camera's up there now nah, looks cool. We're good. Anyway, folks, welcome to the show. 
Mm-hmm. Episode 63, 2, 3? <laughs> I had this earlier. I did too. 62. I literally had it up because I was going to go through. Uh... 62. Is it? Is it 62? 72% sure. 72. <laughs> Let me see. We're at episode 62. We are. That's why you doubt me. Know. Why people even doubt me. And uh, lots of comments, actually. I mean, including ours, yeah, we've had, 28, but there's like over 20 comments. We've had, and, and the, the, the views are creeping back up now. We, yeah. Now we've put a few show recruit back up, and look, we, we've had a we've had a conference. Me and Scott, because <laughs> the last few shows have been rambling messes. We admit, because yeah. we are like we we kind of we haven't spoken for a couple of weeks. Then we speak in. It's a we bit scramble to catch up. It's a bit all over the shop. So we're like, right, this show now we need to get back on track with things. So we've got a little summary. We've got a, we've got points that we want to go through. So the show is going to have some structure. Yeah, because that was one of the things, and I don't mind saying it because this is the way my brain works. If I don't have some structure mm. and I don't have, like, if I go into, I get anxiety is the best thing I can come up with. I don't know what else to call it. I get very anxious. Yeah. I, I, my brain goes all over the place. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like already stri- freaking out. Whereas today I feel great because I'm like, I, even though I was working, I was, I was texting with Terry and I was like, okay, these are the topics we're going to talk about. And I fa- feel way more comfortable because if I'm like right now, I'd put myself under too much. I don't know. I don't know what to talk to in my brain. I'm like, I don't know what to talk to him about. You look so cool with your beard and glasses. <laughs> I got to say, it's the first, it's the first time I've seen you. Like it makes me want to, makes me want to be your friend. Makes me want to speak to you. I'm like, that's fucking cool. That's a cool guy that I need to hook up with. <laughs> that's funny. That's too funny. Can you hear me okay? Are you, are you fine? All right. That's yeah, we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> yeah, you've got it. You can't shave it off now. <laughs> I won't I won't speak to you again. <laughs> I won't speak to you again. How do you get, okay, you have now. a good, you got a good beard. How do you get through the itchy, the itchy, I'm in the itchy phase and it's just fucking. How really long, weird. how long have you had a beard? About a week. Exactly. I've had a beard for. Ever. 20, 20 years. 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, believe it or not, it took me a long time to actually grow any, any sort of decent rem, uh, resemblance really? of a beard. I just used to have a chin strap, so I'd have lines oh, coming down, yeah, 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 yeah. and then a line coming there into a goatee. Gotcha. Yeah, and then I, I went, a, then I went, I went through a phase then where I, you know, people have it going up straight, so it covers most of their face, the beard. But I was, I'm just too handsome to have all my face covered with it, so I tend to keep my beard down low, but a little bit long. No, but it's a good, it's a, it's a good beard. I, I, I can grow a beard so quickly if I'm constipated. Oh, I, can I can't pretty much this, grow a beard. It take it's, this. This is about 20, 20 years worth of growth. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> this is like five days. <laughs> it is. And Bryn is like that. He can shave his beard off, and then a yeah, week later, he's come back. Yeah, I can, I'm telling and you, man. I can, I can hold my breath and just push. I can yours, probably... <laughs> yours looks. Yours looks like it's going to be really thick as well. Yeah, mine isn't thick. so. Mine's not so thick. It's because I'm fair haired. It's a bit sort of wavy. And I oil it, put oil in there and it won't, it makes the bristle softer and it's not so itchy. Okay. So I did that. I actually, okay. This is the whole intro has become a beard thing. So I did that. And now my, <laughs> I have this habit of touching my face. So now, now you've got oil, oil on your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, folks, beard life. You know, this is the things we've got to put up with. <laughs> 
All right. There's one thing. So, okay. So that was intro. That's uh, our intro, Dan. I know. And actually, you know what? I should, I want to start timer because I didn't put timestamps on the last one. So folks, just bear with me because I'm going to start a stopwatch here. So it makes it easier for me when I go in. All right. Starting right now with the first thing I want to talk about, because when I saw this, it made me, okay. So I went on a little rant the last episode, how like around Kyokushin and you. That, at the rent. <laughs> so around Kyokushin and just how it's gone very sporty and stuff. Okay. And we'll talk about that further in this episode. But what I want to kick this off with, someone sent me a video, Todd. And I saw this video and I literally wanted to rip my friggin' eyes out and take the ch- my tattoo of my Kyokushin off my chest. <laughs> and just be done with all of it. But that was just my first initial reaction to it. What about you? So I'm talking, you know, the parking lot. Which video are we talking about? about? We're on the parking, parking lot one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, see, that, that originally was a post. So there was a post put up of people stood in the car park of the original humble building. Now, the person doing it is quite the, a high grade, quite the senior grade in Kyokushin. Um, I, did, I did not know that at the time of seeing this video. Well, you I, wouldn't, you wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think it looking at the video. But I mean, it's a. I, I'm not going to say it's a big it? name. Um, I wouldn't do. We just post the link. It's in. I tell you where it is. It's in the Kyokushin Kai Karate group, right? So this is what happened. Really, there was a post originally put up with a couple of guys stood in the car park of Hombu in their geese. So we're like, all right, okay, um, and then and then the there was a picture of the guy stood there in his gi, who I think is seventh or eighth dan, we'll say, right? So he's up there, up there in the dance, yeah. um, and he was saying like how Hombu is shut; it'll never be the same again. The building's closed, being demolished. These rumors are flying around all the time, as we know, as and we know, they're true. flying around. And it's not true. No. Hombu is now fully set up for you to rent out the dojo. Yeah, it's open to the public. You can go. Uh, the rest of the building is being used by different bits. I understand yeah. one of the rooms is being used as an art gallery. Um, but the Hombu, I th- you, you can go and rent it. That's correct. Anyone yep. can rent it. It's a minimum minimum four hours, I think, or something like that. And I don't you know what the minimum is, but you can rent it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a bad price. I, no. I think off the top of my head, trying to remember looking uh, at the leaflet and speaking to the, the guys organizing it. I think it was about £200 to rent it out for four hours, okay. which I personally... I think that's a bit of a bargain. No kidding. With a couple of people, you're not going to do it by yourself either. It's going to no, be no, no. Well, I, I, I would. I, I do it myself. Well, you just would. I mean, there. the general just uh... sit in there for four hours, <laughs> just sucking in all the ambience. Sat on my own on the floor. <laughs> Actually, I can see that. <laughs> so I just, I can I hide it for the night? I just want to sleep in here. <laughs> So, so it's completely open for you to hire. Now, this person put the post up saying it's being knocked down, whatever, right? So we moved on from that. But then the same person on their Instagram has got a video of them and a pile of other people that like some, uh, not jujitsu, uh, Kempo people or something like that in black geese. And then all stood in the car park and they're all doing punches. Summer Kyokushin. There's one person. There's only one person I recognize, and I was kind of shocked to see her in it. And she's the only one that looks normal, quite frankly. Who's but that? Anyway. 
I don't want to, again, people can- Yeah, that we won't, we're not going to name what it is, but you can see these videos and we will put the link to it in the in the comments and it'll be in the Ronin Life group. Well, no, I haven't put it in the Ronin Life because it's abysmal. So I didn't want to put it in there, to be yeah. honest. Um, I can't see anything respectful about that, to be honest. Stood in the car park, in your geese, doing punches and- <laughs> Say it. Let's imagine you round up a pile of homeless people, right? <laughs> round up a pile of homeless people. They've never right? done karate before in their life. They've never done karate in their life. And you tell them, right, stand you, right? And we'll all do some punches. Yeah. And not even count properly, just make some noises. And, and that is what it looked like. That is what it looked like. People can, you can have your own judgment on it. I was truly shocked. I don't honestly truly, care. I don't really care. It looks like crap and I have no problem. Truly shocked. It. Yeah. Truly shocked looking at it. And I was like, well, all right. Well, I can understand the people in black geese because they don't do this type of thing. I but don't. People they, in white they geese. They still, still know how to do freaking Kihon. Yeah. Oh, Shori. I think they were Shori, Shori in Kempo or something like that. Um, but even the Kyokushin guys, the highest grade there, Kyokushin guy. I mean, I, 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 well, without being nasty, I wouldn't want to comment on it because you don't know. There could be some health conditions that you don't know about that there's, makes him. Fair enough, but there's like so that. much more going on here than just everyone sucking in it, except for one person. Yeah. Um, yeah. The <laughs> the fact that you traveled to Japan, and okay, people, I know uh, Todd wanted to come on and talk about this because Todd, our friend Todd, lives in Japan and he sees and deals with this crap all the time. And honestly, yeah, but we got she and um, we got she and Sean, yeah. who's actually who is actually a Kyokushin guy and has been for decades and decades I in just, Japan. I just want to. <sighs> my 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 point of it is is like folks please stop going to japan putting on your karate uniforms and posing in front of parking lots and japanese shrines and stuff it you look ridiculous i'm sorry without you training do. you look without I, training i i think even with training it looks silly it's like me going to take a picture in front of a japanese restaurant here with my gi on why would you do that it's so silly. Yeah. No, but I mean, it, if you're like, if you're training, if like if you would go in there training. Oh, if you're actually you like were, a tra like yeah. an actual yeah yeah. Because I like pe people, and I've I mean I, photo ops like, like photo opportunities. I've seen. Do you know? I've seen this. I've seen people turn up to seminars, put their gear on, pose for the picture, and then take leave. their gear off, and then leave. <laughs> Not train exactly. I, I was on an Ashihara guy. I was on an Ashihara camp, right? And there was a German guy that came there. Um, he's doing his own style, whatever. He um, he was like, he didn't train once. He didn't do one, throw one punch, one, one session, nothing. He still posting all the pictures and all the camps and then posted them all afterwards of, yes, you know, training. And it's like, why are you in a gi? You did not train. Don't put a gi on. These people that put gis on, just for around and i i find you i just find it weird because it's like me. it's cringe it's cringe man i told and you it's, it's like, the same so i told todd i'm gonna i live in canada i'm gonna put on my gi i'm gonna go to a local japanese restaurant and i'm gonna take some photos in front of it <laughs> that's the equivalent <laughs> so that's the equivalent <laughs> it's awful Stop it. it. Is, it's, uh, and, and I understand our gi is a very spiritually significant thing to us. You know, it's even like more reason. Gi. Even more reason it's, not to uh, do that. Yeah, but it, it's 
your gear is for training in. You put yes. your gear on when you're training and then you take it off. You know, you sometimes you leave it on if you're going, you know, if you're on camps and doing whatever. Like I leave my gear on in the house sometimes totally if I different. come in. Totally different. different. But I would never, I would never ever put my gear on and go, I'm going out for a drive <laughs> and I'm going to go and pose some, you, you're there or this or that. I would never do that. I'm only in a gi outside if I'm actually training outside. At least if you're it, going to do something as well, folks, if you're going to do something and it's going to have as many eyes on it as that, where you're actually like at Hombu or any shrine or something, at least be good. Be good. <laughs> at least be good at it. Yeah. Look good at what you're doing. But I got a theory on this, right? I got a theory. The problem is this airy fairy namby pamby oh my god you're so amazing you look fantastic you go attitude that everyone has so someone posts something online and it's utter shite everyone comes in the comments oh, oh it's fantastic amazing good you're fantastic you're really good keep going you're good instead of saying actually that wasn't very good to be honest you need to change this, this, and this. But I, I respect the effort. I respect the effort, but it wasn't very good. Exactly. It, that, that's you know, I, you, I don't post constant shit all the time. I won't put something up unless it's you know relatively all right. Yeah. But the you... stuff, the stuff, because I, I've you've got comparisons like we said last week. You can see. Sensei Nick, you can see Xi'an Jed, you can see Valimitri Dietrich fighting, see people doing pad work, see the Russians putting their videos up to fight. Xi'an Darren putting up his demos and stuff. And there, Wesley there, are and... Levels, there are levels to look at. Or, or even when I put my Tameshwari videos up and stuff, or bad work, there are levels to look at. So you know that, oh, they are good. That's good. Yeah. So when you, put, when you put your video up of your green belts, doing Taiki Okusonuich and they're all out the all out the fucking time and they're all crap. The stances are all crap. Why put it up? It's a reflection of you. Yeah. yeah. Well why put it up? People think I don't know because the it's the internet. And so everyone is everyone is it's wrong to it's wrong to put not not even put someone down, but it's wrong to say anything negative. There's no such thing as constructive criticism anymore. Well, there should be, and, and I, I misogyny. Again, I don't, I don't have a problem uh, saying it. Like again, I don't know. I only literally only knew one person in that video. I found out after that there's somebody who's a little bit more high ranking. And again, I really don't care what their rank is. The video is terrible. Why were they in that video? Awesome. I, I have no idea. No idea. It's very odd. Uh, I want to. I'm going to find out. Um, anyway, it's. Um, the whole thing is odd, and I find it. Very I mean, I I understand the the karate thing, same as the you know the Kyokushin life. Quite often, you'll have a group of people if they've been on a camp or a seminar or whatever, and they've gone out for a meal afterwards, and it's a bit of a farewell. Sure, you know they stand in the car park or do ten punches. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Either when I came from Poland, we came out of a meal. I had everyone in the car park doing push-ups. We ran out into a parking lot in the middle of winter just so we could go out and bare feet and just do some stuff like in a parking lot. But it was different. It was yeah. like uh, uh, you're actually doing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I agree with you on that. I I think it is just so cringe. At a cringe, you watch it and you're like, oh my god, it almost 
it won't it makes me want to take my gi off yeah to not be as not be associated that's what i'm saying like it made me completely cringe and i did not want to be associated with kyokushin at all i felt so bad coming at the last episode because i was a little rippy on it but anyway whatever so that's that that is in the kyokushin kai karate group you can have a look at it um it's on the comments I'm not posted in Ronin Life because I don't want shite like that in my group. No, nah, I know. I'm even debating. Should I put a link in uh, here somewhere? We can do. We could put a link to the group of where it is. Okay. Because you've got the original post in the group with a person saying that humble shit. And then in the comments to that post, um, someone, your feedback? Post, someone, <laughs> someone, po- yeah, someone posted a link to them doing the punches. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> when, they, when I'm watching and I'm like, what? Because you've got to watch it a couple of times. You've got to think, is this a joke? This is a joke. They're obviously doing this as a joke. Yeah. But you're like, no, they're straight up deadly serious. All right. Let's move mm. on. Strike that one off. Strike that one off the agenda. <laughs> yeah. Next, right. uh, next, next on the up. agenda. Next on the agenda, we have to give a little uh, condolences here. Uh, Vice President oh, yeah, this of was the uh, WWF uh, in Ukraine, uh, Valerie. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name. Vasin, V-A-S-I-N, was um, killed in combat, I assume. And, uh, yeah. I, 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 and, uh, that's the first. I mean, I don't know if he was mentioned because he's um, Vice President of the WKF or if I, th- I think it's like the first Kyokushin guy that have, that have died in it. I don't think I thought it was until, and people, again, please you comment in here, but I kind of remember at the beginning, um, there was a fatality of a young guy who came out that like, he wasn't famous or anything, but he was, um, no, like he even had a, a the kanji, Right. Uh, I even think he had it on his uh, uniform or something like that. He was. Uh, yeah. And yeah. anyway, he, uh, he lost his life as well. But, um, but and this is saying, you know, life loss. And I'm sure really there's sad. more. Yeah. And I'd say there is more. And I'll say there will there will be people on the Russian side as well who have died. Yeah. Fairly, you know, innocent people who have been told what to do by their governments. They're told to go into war. And people say, like, you have a choice. You don't have to. Actually, you can't. Because if you refuse to, it's called desertion. And then you're arrested and put in a cell. Yeah. And I think they probably think it's better to go to war than to go to the gulags. You know, on, on that note, I don't know if people are aware, but Muhammad Ali, the boxer, refused to go to war. He was, he he was, was arrested, was, wasn't he? He was arrested. He was jailed. I think he did like three years. Um, and he, um, because he refused to go to Vietnam. Uh, isn't that Vietnam. where he found, I, I'm not, I, people get in the comments. I'm sure it isn't that where he found Islam when he was in prison. I was trying to remember that just now. I can't remember if that's when he found Islam or not. Because he wasn't but, all, he wasn't always Islam. He was Cassius Clay, the boxer. Yeah, he was, Cassius he was, Clay. Then there was Cassius a point. Clay, yeah. He, he, he t- then he changed off to Islam. That's correct. Yeah. And um, anyway, he refused to go fight in a war that he didn't believe in. And then, I mean, now we know no conspiracy theory that it even was started out of uh, uh, something that the U.S. had stirred up. Anyway, sorry, oh, I want to go that. No um, shit. But you can even see like the, the effect, like he was never to see, like as, as amazing, like 
definitely to this day, well, between him and Mike Tyson, my favorite boxers, but just the way he moved and stuff as a heavyweight. And to this day, it had an impact on him because even going away for that time, uh, he came back. He was never the, the same boxer again either. Uh, no, it changes you. It does change yeah. you. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to change you. you. You you haven't got the proper food. You haven't got the proper training. And just mentally, it's going to mentally change yeah. you. Just on, on a side note, because we're talking about boxers going in prison. I forget the name, but he was called the Hurricane. Oh, my God. He, yeah. I just got goosebumps. He was a, yeah. Yeah. He, he, was a, he was a black boxer that got accused of murder. Well, he got found guilty of murder that he didn't commit. That's and right. he was and, kept and he was put in prison for fucking decades. Yes. And it's just a little side note fact that lawyers that got him off were from Toronto here in Canada. And that's where he ended up coming to live after. Uh, there's a there's a film called The Hurricane with Denzel Washington. In it. That's right. Yeah. Fantastic film. That, that's how I know. But a fantastic film. Well, he was in prison. I just it, this just came into my mind now because we were talking about how it changes you. He almost went into prison. 20 years. He spent almost what, 20. What was his years. name? Reuben Carter. Reuben Carter, that's it, Reuben Carter. And when you're watching the film, he was saying when he was in prison um, and he was having visitations and he stopped his wife coming to visit him because he's like, I can't have any weakness in you at all and you're a weakness. They treated me like an animal. I have to become an animal to be able to survive in you. And he was like, I'm not going to conform to them. They want me to be up in the day and sleep in the night. I'll train through the night and I'll sleep in the day. And he flipped the script. Every time they came in the cell, he was there, lining them up, ready, fought them every time. A bit like, um, uh, oh, who's the psycho over here in, in British County? Um, oh, God. What's the guy out of Death Wish? What? What's the guy who played in Death Wish? Oh, in Big Death actor. Wish. Big actor. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Bronson. Yeah, yeah. But so we got the UK version. Charles Bronson was in prison. There was a film about him. Oh, really? He's been in prison for like 50 years. He's, he's cra- just crazy. He was, he's, <laughs> we go, I keep going off on little tangents here. That's okay. Go ahead. I'm just going to play the trailer. In the Who's that? Ruben. Oh, we, yeah. Guys, right, that's the trailer. To, that's the film. The Hurricane, 1999, based on a true story. Highly, highly recommend it. Man spent almost 20 years in prison for you, a crime. We're going to get a strike not. now for this. No, in- no, because we're uh, commenting on it and I'm skipping through and it's for a trailer for that. So with Denzel Washington, highly recommend it. Amazing, fantastic amazing film. story. Fantastic yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic anyway, film. Yeah, we just wanted to give a uh, an RIP and shout out to uh, again to this yeah. uh, person who died. So again, vice president. They, and these these people, Kyokushin World Federation. All innocent people. They're all going to yep. be innocent people dying because the, the the people who are making the decisions are not down on the ground. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Anyway, what's the next on the agenda? Oh, I know. I know. So this is quite a fascinating thing, this is. Um, Because obviously Scott being a misogynist, sexist. (laughs) Very much misogynist. He loves this. It falls in. in Oh, I know you're going to go to. Yes, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So we what? It was it Sensei Sophie. Yes. She shared the video. So. So I've seen bits of it, um, but go on. You you explain it because you've seen it more than me. So you explain what it is. I've only seen it a couple of times, but it's pretty cool. I'm going to so pull you're up that so much just... of a misogynist. You even refuse to watch the video yeah. on women. Women. <laughs> quick, um, quick sidebar. Quick sidebar. So we. 
just only because I've been wondering what to say. We've got misogyny and misogynist, right? Which is like sexist towards women. Yeah. So what's the opposite of that sexism towards men? What's the opposite word? You've got a word for it. This is what I'm wondering. You've got a word called misogyny that is sexist towards women. Well, what is the word for sexist towards men? Toxic femininity. What is that? Is there a word? Does it exist? I'm trying to find. Get in the comments, folks. I, this is just a thought that came into my mind the other day. Because we hear misogyny thrown, misogynist thrown around all over the place. Oh, it's called misandry. Hatred Miso- and mis- towards misandry. Misandry. M I S A N D R Y. Misandry. 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 That's it. Miss Audrey. So that's it. So misogyny is sexist to, to women. And if you're sexist to a man, you're called Miss Audrey. So we can't even have a man's name. It's got to be a woman's name. So that's toxic <laughs> femininity, isn't it? That's exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Go on. Or am I, am I telling the, uh, I'm trying to. Go on. Tell, tell the story of the well, Jude I, Holes. I, okay. So I don't have, I have, this is just going off memory of going. So, um, female judo practitioners were not allowed to compete or do anything uh so they came up with <laughs> it's almost the opposite kind of almost the opposite or similar to what happened to karate um they the women ended up taking the moves from judo and from what it looks like and making these dances from it and then and i'm gonna play a little bit of it and it ended up looking like uh modern day kata basically but they did it to uh give something for the women to do uh because so basically listen you can't do judo so hard that's that's a man's art you can't be chucking people around no one wants to see that sort of crap what you need to do copy the moves and make it look sexy make it look cute but don't actually grab each other and we'll watch you doing it not many know about judo buyo I learned about Beautiful. it recently myself. Judo buyo simply means judo dance. <laughs> that the moves like the opening move to Soldier Boy. However, like can be found in traditional Japanese dance. Nihon buyo was a form Japanese. of entertainment for the samurais. Women were not allowed to compete in judo on the international stage. So you hear that? I'm just going to keep pausing here. So they weren't allowed to compete. So this was their alternative. So judo buyo was performed by female judokas before the international competition took place. All right. Did you so, catch that? So they basically show off. Oops. They show off uh, at the beginning of uh, the world tournament or whatever. Yeah. So get some women up. To how do some dances. So then we'll watch the, the, then we'll watch the men do judo. Well, that's the real competitors go. Yeah. Once women started competing on the international stage in 1978, judo buyo almost faded into memory. So it started fading in way. Never forget that judo is about human. Div- so 1978, before women could compete internationally in judo. Yeah, it looks like that. That's quite that. I've, 70. That's quite early on, ish, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's quite it's quite late. It wasn't like in the eight, late eighties and nineties or something. It was early on. Yeah, yeah. So what are they what are they whinging about? 
<laughs> I don't think they were. I was just glad that she showed me uh, the video. It's interesting, it, isn't it? Yeah, because to me, it reminded me of like, you know, we were talking about kata and trying to derive the movements out of there. So they took a different, so they took judo moves and kind of put them into this dance and, yeah. uh, and, tr and mixed it with their traditional Japanese dance and stuff. So now it looks sexy, right? Somewhere in there, there's a technique <laughs> somewhere. True. And, and that, that is very, very, that's exactly what's happened to Kata now is yep. that it's perfect. The perfect analogy, isn't it, Scott? Yeah. This is, you've got these moves. You're not allowed to practice these moves on each other. No. Just do, do no. them on thin air. That's right. Ipso on 50, 60 years, now we're doing these all these movements in thin air and they've adjusted a little bit because that was a really tall person. That one's adjusted because they were really short and only had one leg. So things have changed and done stuff. Now we come along and go, what the fuck is that? Oh, that's a throw. That's a cartwheel throw. That's a this, that's... And we're trying to decipher all these things. That's exactly what's happened to Kata. 100%. 100%. So it's, so it's basically modern day kata, and I will, and when this is not going to be on kata, I will certainly emphasize that modern versions of original kata, so the Kyokushin versions of the older kata, because there were original versions from other styles. There's only two original Kyokushin katas, I believe, which is uh, Garyu. That's right. Which, yeah. That's oh, the yeah, only one created. I know. What's the other one? Oh, I'm sure there's another one. Not Yansu. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. I, I'm, I, I think there's another. I'm sure there's another one on there. So they were the only two that Oyama created. All the rest were derived from other styles, originated on, on older styles. And when you look at the original version of the kata, our version is is quite different. The stances are longer. The the all the kicks are Jordan. Movements almost, are bigger. Like even yeah, this, you know how I can't do. It, I'm gonna knock things over. So they're in Goju. It's like it's really tiny small. circle. Bam, bam, there, bang, small circle movement, which is more adapt to to that throw that take with the arms and whatever. But anyway, so so when we look at these movements now, and you're like. That I've got to go back. A typical example we spoke about with the Ogoshi hip throw in the turn in the kata. Because our stance is so long, it doesn't work. Correct. You've got to do it shorter in like a fighting stance for it yeah. to work. So then you're like, I now have to adapt the kata to make the bunkai work on it. So you're like, the version that we do is so far removed from its original purpose that it is something different. It is a dance for entertainment, for calisthenics, focus, kikime, all these things. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. Because when you watch dance competitions, you watch them doing like a superb dance routine or fig skating or open mat on, on, on the gymnastics and stuff. Yeah. Superb athleticism and memory and coordination and every, all of that is there. So I think Kata now has all of that. But the original, this bunk guy, you know, this fight in two man drills, that's gone. Gone. Um, and I know there's like, it's completely divided around, you know, people, should they do it or should they not in terms of like trying to figure out what it is? And yeah, it's a, it's a tough endeavor. 
I don't see anything wrong with it. If you have time in your hands and you want to try to break down the content stuff to try to figure out what it potentially is. Um, but I think people are also are misconstrued around what I, even what I've been saying before that you are never, ever, 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 ever. Did I say ever going to learn? You might have missed out ever. I might have missed ever. You're never going to learn Kata and apply it in some situation. Never going to happen. Unless you're doing two-person drills, it's never, yeah, ever, it's ever, going to do it. ever going to happen. I don't care if you do wax on for the rest of your life. Like, it's never going to happen. Um, so you still need to actually do those. You've you know, got to do those bits. I was going to say a point then. You were, what, what was I going to say then? I had a point then. We were talking about the cat there. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. But yeah, your point, you, you're never... You're never going to use it like that. Certainly, if you don't train it, because it's the same. Like when I when I teach, well, if you if you're training it as a dance, that's all you're ever going to be able to do is it as a dance. True, you do it as a dance. So when I'm teaching guys, right? Uh, typical example of we punch to the chest, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. We t- punch to the chest for twenty years, boom, 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 boom. And then oh, but when we do our self defense work, we'll be punching to the face. Okay. Now, you can't train one way and then expect to act a different way in a high stress situation. Exactly, that's what I'm the getting bra- at, yeah. the, the brain won't differentiate. Mm-hmm. And there's a fabulous saying, I can't remember who said it, but he said, you will, you will not rise to the level of the occasion. You will fall to the level of your training. Yeah, that was me, I said that. Was it you? You yeah. look, the way you look, I could believe you. <laughs> I could believe you said that. Was that a quote in one of your books? <laughs> Professor Hene? It is. So you will always fall to the level of your training in a high stress situation. That is what is going to happen. I guarantee you. Yep. If you train for point scoring all the time, if you're not training to drive these in to kill someone, you won't do it outside. You'll pull in, in a react reactive situation boom you'll pull it the same as if you're not used to if you're not used to grabbing and controlling another person and and repeatedly trying to throw them and go and throwing them you're just going to lock up and freeze and and hold each other and nothing will you know the the person that has a minute little bit of grappling experience they're going to be the more dominant person because at least they've got a little degree of how to control another human being. Whereas you don't. Exactly. Whereas you don't. So yeah, but uh, I I find that quite amusing that, yeah, no, women, you're not allowed to to actually fight with each other. Do some dancing, we'll watch, it'll be funny, and then get out the way, let the men do some proper judo. Now, in Kyokushin, when did, so I know Kyokushin women, or people, uh, sorry, women were training in Kyokushin before they could actually go to tournaments and stuff, correct? Uh, there was no women fighting in tournaments. I, oh, with the, that leads me on to a, a, a brilliant story. Mm. Um, no, I, I remember in 2003 was the Women's World Championships, one of them. Mm-hmm. That was two, 2003 in New York. I think it was like the third women's world championship. So I can't imagine much before that, that there were women fighting. That's what I'm I doubt it. Like, I can't think of anything. Must be yeah. late 90s, maybe? 
Do a quick they started having female tournaments. For Kyokushin specifically? In Kyokushin, yeah. Um, it would be difficult to accurately say as well because I mean you don't know that there wasn't women fighting in another continent well, yeah I, yeah it's even hard to kind of search um, I would just say you know when was the first when was the first female Kyokushin fight it'd be difficult to ascertain right? Yeah, I'm just putting first uh, Kyokushin female tournament. Must have uh, been late 90s. Uh, 97. Oh, I would say late 90s. I yeah, so. yeah, must have been because I I remember 2003 there was a there was a women's world tournament in New York. So yeah, it was hell. You had you had the all new. You had the North American Open alongside the Women's World Tournament okay. that was held there. So yeah, it must be you know in the late nineties that it started happening. Then yeah, that interesting story. Uh, I was told by someone. I watched a video of someone once. I f I forget the names because this the story has just bounced into my head now, but it was basically. Um, uh, he, he's a Xi'an, he's got his own dojo in America, he's a Kyokushin guy, I, sorry, I, forget, I really forget the names, I apologise. Um, he's got his groups, he does his things, he's got his dojo, he's training. His ex-wife, um, uh, he's a black guy, he is, and his, uh, his, woman, uh, his wife is a black lady, I forget their names. But they used to, we're talking back early 90s, early mm. 90s that they were training, and his wife used to try and enter tournaments all the time. And they'd okay. be like, you can't fight. Oh, you really? can't fight in the tournament. Yeah, she'd try and enter the men's tournament. Oh, and they were, like, they were like, you can't fight in the tournament. And got, he, he told me the story once where she wore a baseball cap. She had a baseball cap disguised on her and over her, disguised herself. <laughs> and, when, and when and signed, because like if they wouldn't, it was just basically you sign your name down, you're going to fight your way, and then you, you get on there. Mm -hmm. So she wrote her name down, and, and there was the black belt. There was like, what's your name? Uh, uh, Sam. Brian. <laughs> and he was like, that's not you, is it? And lifted her out that, and it, and it was it was the wife, it was the woman, and he was like, "Oh, what? you can't fight! We've told you, you're not fighting the men." Awesome. And what another high grade said, "Gotta crack on, gotta so carry on." It? Then she did. She oh fought in the tournament. Okay, I, I've, I, I've, I'm not even I've drinking got... alcohol these days, and I gotta go to bathroom so bad. I need, but I have to hear this story. You can't this... go in the middle of this story. I have to. I'm, I'm like bursting. I've got, Just... I've got the video. Oh, Jesus Christ! Hold it. Find it. I'm pausing. I'll be right back. Sorry, folks. Bladder's getting. I'm not drinking. Days, but, uh, anyway, he's back. Anyway, we used this short intermission time. I was in the middle, middle of a super story. To actually go back and, and find the messages that I was speaking about in this story, right? 
So the guy I'm talking about is Sheehan Randolph James in America, okay? His wife was Rose James, and his, his wife was the one that was fighting. So we heard the story of her trying to get into this tournament and stuff. Well, one year, the first North, the first US championships, I think it was, uh, Seiji Kanemura Sheehan was running it. Um, Sheehan Randolph entered his wife into the tournament. This is a men's tournament, not a women's tournament. Entered her into the tournament, and she was a bit worried and like, but whether she trained, wanted to or not, <laughs> whether she wanted to or not, she was fighting. He entered her into it, and he trained her hard, and she was a tough cookie. Um, and originally, there was a bit of like, whoa, you know, no, that can't be done. And in the end, uh, Kanemura Sheehan, Seiji Kanemura, agreed to it and said, well, fine, let her fight then if she wants to fight. And she first came up against the Canadian guy and he protested at first and was like, oh, I'm not fighting a woman. And they were like, well, you know, if you if, if you if it's that bad for you to do it, just go in quickly and knock her out. Be done with it then. That's the end of the fight. So they fought and he was trying to beat her, but couldn't beat her. Trying to put her down, couldn't put her down. And in the end, she um, actually. No, that's that's right. He tried to put her down and couldn't put her down. He couldn't beat her, couldn't finish her off. So then halfway through the fight, he put his hands up and said, no, I give up. I'm not, I'm not fighting anymore. And and she gave the fight up. So she went through. The second Any video round, she, of this? I, I have a video of her fighting another guy in a tournament. I don't know mm. if it's that tournament, right? Yeah. She went through to the second round, fought another Canadian guy. He came in trying to smash her with low kicks and put her down. She was blocking them, couldn't do it. She was coming in harder, actually dropped him with a body combination and scored Wazari, beat him, went through to the next round, went through to the third round, which she, she actually lost then in that third round. I don't know all the details of the third round, but she lost in the third round. But she so she ended this tournament, beat two guys. Awesome. Love it. Tough lady. So why are we talking about, you know, women shouldn't be fighting in tournaments and this and that and whatever. There are, some, there, there are always going to be outriders. There are tough women out there. Oh, tough, Lord. tough women. I say outriders again, didn't I? I keep thinking of, <laughs> I keep thinking of a motorcade. You're right. always going to be outliers. This is same, same with like Susie. Susie's a phenomenal fighter. Super hard. Hardest hitting woman I've ever I've ever fought with and trained with. Yeah, she hits you. It's, it's like it's like being fucking shot. And you see it even like uh, when you see female UFC and um, or any MMA. Yeah, look at Rose. Look at Rose the thug. <laughs> They're so technical, man. And yeah, yep. yeah. I, Amanda Nunes. Look at her. She's an animal. Yeah, absolutely. And stand that the other woman, Cyborg. She was a, a beast as well, an animal. And of course, we've got to mention Gabby Garcia. Actually, how? Side note, folks, and if you know Gabby Garcia, if you if you know who Gabby Garcia is, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But the new She-Hulk series is a massive. It's absolutely bombed out. It was a stupid point of the show. They should have had Gabby Garcia in there as the Hulk, because that would have been like you remember. Uh, Banner, or what was it? What was his name? David Banner, the original Hulk series. When he changed, it was actually Lou Ferrigno who That's was right. the Incredible Hulk. I Huge loved guy. It when I was a kid, 
this should have happened now. Instead of CGI, they should have just swapped out, got Gaddy Garcia in, and you would have been like, Jesus Christ, oh that's God, a big bitch. That's, <laughs> oh that's a big bitch. Jesus Christ, look at the size of her, because she does look like the Hulk. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, side note, look that up. Oh so what a, what a fantastic story about Rose. Uh, I, I'm which, which what a contrast though to the to the judo bit where no the women are not allowed to fight do some dancing yeah uh, to right. well i'm sticking you in a man's tournament get in there you'll do well lev i've got faith in you <laughs> you'll do well <laughs> all right just hold on i just i have to i have to <laughs> yeah so that like so that so go the can you make the picture of the yellow bigger the one, one? Look at Gabby. The one of them both in the yellow with... Um... Oops. Um, I gotta go into the... She's with Vandalay Silva. No, no. no. Wait, she's big there, mind. <laughs> she's a beast there. But the one, one of them both in yellow... Te- yeah. <clears throat> well, that's Vandalay Silva. Vandalay Silva's not a small guy. Right? <laughs> she dwarfs him. She dwarfs him. Completely natural. Complete, uh, listen... That good corn, corn fed Brazilian corn fed Brazilian corn fed. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is Gabby Garcia, who All is right. a, a jiu jitsu player, phenomenal athlete, <laughs> phenomenal so athlete. Anyway, what's the next on the Terry agenda? Burkett, folks. Terry Burkett, <laughs> what's next on our agenda? But she would have been a fantastic perfect, Hulk, perfect. Yes, actually. Perfect segue into this video, which I am pulling up. I'm going to put in my little timestamp here so I can later. Folks, this is a video I shared. Um, I don't know if I posted or anything. Oh yeah, this is this has been this is this has been on for a while. This has been in the it's posted in the Kyokushin group. Or the Kyokushin Kai group, it was posted in there. So I'm turn it, it's in Russian and stuff, so I'm just going to turn down a Z volume. Uh, get over to Zoom and share. I can't wait to get out of Zoom. <laughs> turn down Z volume. Was that your attempt at Russian? Uh, no. All right, folks. Top dog fighting championship. So this fighting championship is basically it's a bare knuckle boxing championship. Yeah, it's like it's like. Kyokushin with um, yeah, but, well, no, no, it's this, it's, it's not Kyokushin. No, it's I know. Not, this I'm is like not, similar right. to so. so just for people now, this is not Kyokushin. These are two. Right, pause it a minute. Stop it. Mm-hmm. These these are two Kyokushin fighters. This is not a Kyokushin fight. This is a bare knuckle boxing fight. Okay. Now this has been big in the UK. You know, gypsies have done this for hundreds of years, and it's made a comeback of actual. There's actual licensed proper big events of bare knuckle boxing. Yep. So these two Kyokushin guys are doing a bare knuckle boxing match in Russia. There's a lot. See, you know, and when you watch bare knuckle boxing, there's a lot of feeling out. You know, yeah, you I was just going to say, look shot. and look at the distance. You can't do that in Kyokushin. See the distance, and uh, he touches literally touches inside. Uh, yeah, so you've got that. So you've got a black belt there, and the other guy is actually a brown belt. Mm. The other guy on there, but you can see the other guy is much more confident than the black belt. You can see he's done a bit of bare knuckle boxing before. He's much more confident. 
Yeah, and you see his face, he never steers away. Yeah, he, see, he, he's done it. With the black belt, This is, I think this is a bit of a new thing for him. Yeah, I'm going to fast forward into the fight here because people can check it out themselves. I'm going to go on. That's a, to, to be honest, there's no, he does, there's no real uh, nasty shots landed in this fight. There's no, uh, no. You look at it. Nice you cross. look at his gi. You look at his gi bottoms now that are covered in blood. That's just when he got caught. His nose was bleeding. It goes on your hands. You wipe it. You wipe it on your white bottoms. Anywho, oh, that's it. Yeah. So this was posted in the group, um, and there's someone come in the comments. There's this guy. There's always comments. I'm not even sure if English is his, is his first language or something, but he's from America but he just comes in and makes absolutely zero sense. You know, when something's been translated from Google Translate in a really obscure language, and it's just like, that just makes no sense. It's something like, this not Kyokushin, you go for forward, you have journey, this no fight, bare knuckle is for forward, it's not for Kyokushin. And you're like, what the fuck are you on about? That makes absolutely zero sense. So some people are commenting on this saying, this is not Kyokushin. Kyokushin is not supposed to be like this. Oh, really? Well, Interesting. Well, one, it is. Uh, yeah, can I also read it? I, I want to read a quote from Sosai, and then we can talk. Uh, so on. I'm going to read a quote from Sosai. This is literally a quote. The heart of karate is real fighting. There can be no proof without real fighting. Without proof, there is no trust. Without trust, there is no respect. This is the definition in the world of martial arts. So which is more relevant to that definition, sport Kyokushin that we see today or a video like that guy just said is not Kyokushin. Go back to what we spoke about last week with, um, what's his name again? You know him, your mate. The guy he spoke about last week with the videos, Japanese guy. What's his name? Do you I remember? have no context. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> last week, we spoke about it on the show. The videos... <laughs> remember, I couldn't. I couldn't remember his name. We spoke about it last week on the show. More context, dude. Of, we talked for talking, like two he's hours. He's talking about. He's talking about the early days of training in Humble. It was last week. We had. We talked an hour about it. He's talking. He, he's talking. It's the two brothers. Oh, the two brothers. Oyama brothers. Yeah. Yes. What's his name? Siguru. Remember his name. And what's the other one? The other uh, one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> he was talking about it in the early days of Humble. So the quote you just read out, does that quote refer to people today fighting knockdown rules with no grabbing, no throwing, not allowed to push if your toe steps off the mat? It's <laughs> jaw guy. And if a punch is slightly high at you on the collarbone, you feign injury to go through to the next round. Is that the Kyokushin that Oyama is talking about? Or is it talking about this, go back to the 60s, bit of head butting, bit of punching, bit of grabbing, bit of pulling, where men, because women weren't allowed to do it, go and do your dancing, where men were fighting men and you were digging down deep it's not this, you know, you know, if you have a hiding, you know, if someone beats the shit out of you, right? All right, you can't beat him in a fight. 
but you learn something about yourself. You learn, will I get back up? Did I cower on the floor and give in and refuse to continue and basically shit out? Or did I take a beat in, but still kept getting up and still kept trying, no matter how much it hurt? Because then you learn something about yourself inside. Well, now we got we got to be careful with that too, because theoretically you could do that with the sport Kyokushin rules, and somebody could just take a beating, and they could be tough and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's let's remember, let's keep in mind now the the modern sport Kyokushin rule set that we have today is founded on the original Kyokushin. It's yep. just morphed. It's morphed a bit. It's changed a bit. As you know, what fifty years on 50 60 years of course and it's a very small percentage of what kyokushin was yeah yeah so it's now become all of it it's morphed into it the rules have changed so much i suppose it's the same as original judo kosen judo to the judo that's been done in the olympics today Hmm. very very far apart look at original taekwondo to the taekwondo that's been done in the olympics today well, I could tell you firsthand myself because I did the original one, like when I was a kid, the ITF one. Just the shit. This it was in the beginning, isn't it? <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was. I'm telling you, it was so similar to Kyokushin. I could, except we had face punching. Like it was I, like I, it was so. Similar. I think it's all it's all going that way, though, isn't it? I th- I think a lot of these great arts have gone that way. These original jiu-jitsu, Brazilian com- jujitsu. There's a big split in Brazilian jujitsu because it, there's sports side of it is so huge now. Uh, but then a lot of traditionals like Hicks on Gracie and stuff um, who really say, well, you're, you're missing, you're, you're missing the most fundamental portion of it is self-defense and how to take care of yourself in situations. Uh, the sport is just a, re- a residual side effect of, you know, I suppose though in the, in the defense of things, my background was different because my background was very violent because that was the profession that I was in. I actually went out to to war every weekend. Mm-hmm. And what I trained in the dojo, I was doing for real every weekend. So it was a different thing. Not everyone, no one can do that. Not everyone can do that. So th- there's a point where of this shit I'm training, I need to practice it. I need to see what's gonna happen. So if, I'll have a have a tournament. If that's your intention. And even myself, I feel like I'm being confused there. I'm not being clear with what I'm trying to say. I don't have an, any issue with Kyokushin or sport Kyokushin, none at all. It just happens not to be my thing. Like, uh, it's not like, that's why I say like, when I wanted to learn Kyokushin, it's because of what I saw coming out of those 70s um, videos and all that stuff. That's my Kyokushin. That's why yeah. I grew up watching the God Hand. Yeah, exactly. And that's what drew me to it that's not what modern Kyokushin I mean, is. And I don't What's have going any... on today? I haven't I... seen anybody fucking head butting a nail through three bits of wood <laughs> and then breaking the wood. No <laughs> one's jumping over cars. No <laughs> one's kicking glass bottles. What is going on? There is no, uh, yeah, there's just no. Hard. I, did, I, I don't, I just don't. I, I, me personally have zero interest in, in sport Kyokushin. I, I have none. However, I, all those old school Kyokushin videos, I love all the stuff that I see people like, even like you are doing and people like I always bring up like Sensei Andy Allen 
um, you know, doing the dr two man drills, like, cause you're doing all the, for me, my draw into martial arts as a kid, really it's as cliche and cheesy as it is really was around that self-defense, like what you could do in a situation, right? Yeah. Not as a sport. If it was a sport, I just would have stayed in Taekwondo and just done Taekwondo. Like it's, it's. <sighs> it's definitely Kyokushin today. Right. So we, we, so we, we talked about it when we sent out our little schedule, your, your question on there was what is Kyokushin and what's the future for it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? So I, I want to know what happened. Like, I, yeah. What is the future? Kyokushin is now only sport. Well, I, is it I going to fade? Is it going to fade to a small sub karate sport or is it, or will, or else? will it become uh, its own entity and become like a professional league fighting thing, but like K1. Maybe. Maybe, but I, I don't know. Because it's certainly man. practiced by enough people. And and if it does, that's great. It's really good. I know, like, the what's the karate combat? They're doing very well. Unfortunately, they don't yeah. do leg kicks. They do calf kicks, but they don't do... The thing, uh, thing is, they, they don't... I tell you the difference, right? I bet you there is more people in the world doing kyokushin knockdown than there is doing karate combat. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you, you, you look at the WKF point scoring Woko style karate with the red gloves and the blue gloves and whatever. They are huge. Millions of people do it. Tens of thousands of people go to their tournaments. Mm -hmm. They have the big world stage. So I think you can have a large world stage in your own little bubble, in your own little echo chamber. Yes. Because they don't know anything about the, the contact side of it. We exactly. don't we don't look at anything what they do we have our own echo chamber of full contact karate correct yeah so i think it can get you know it can guess that you look at kickboxing all the different kickboxing leagues i think kyokushin may get a little bit bigger in the knockdown it, it may may unify a bit more there might be a one world tournament or something or a deciding tournament where all the organizations now say you know probably when matsui has died and gone off because he's the, he well no it, it's matsui and gorai are the last i know kind of people holding out of we're not we're not doing anything together yeah maybe when they have moved on and that new people come through everyone will get together and say right we'll have one big tournament a year Go back to what we used to do. Everyone there, all organizations are represented. All or everyone is there. We'll do it. The, the Oyama Grand Ultimate Championships or whatever. And we'll have one champion, and that, one and decider. And I, I hope that happens. And that would be very cool. It'd be great for Kyokushin. I would still have no interest in it. But... Um... I I would, I mean, I don't give, I was a knockdown fighter. So I do have interest. In no, of course. And, and you're a Shihan and you're a teacher and you have your own dojo and all that stuff, dojos. And I, so I totally get it. It's just, for me, it's just, I, I have no interest. In it's it. not like, your bag. I, you never, you, you came into it too late. Let's be honest. Yeah. You came too late. Yeah. So if you came too. into it in your twenties or even exactly. your thirties, you would have had a dip into that. And you would have been like, yeah, I competed. I remember what it was like. I fought in the Malaysian Open. And yeah. I fought in the Canadian Open. Yeah, I've done my little bit. All I did was just local tournaments and stuff. And, and, and I don't mind that. It's just, again, it's not what I wanted to learn. It's like I what, really, Yeah, it's not where you started from. No, I want to do hands-on. I want to like fight somebody, gra grab, throw to the ground, see what works in a situation set up scenarios okay now it's going to be three on one uh i don't yeah. know like just like real like 
life scenarios, actual martial arts and self. And this is going to be, I'll raise another question for folks, not even for you, because I know, kind of know, like people out there, uh, and this is very controversial. I don't mean it to sound like whatever, but are you doing Kyokushin? Like, what is Kyokushin now? Like, what is Kyokushin? Because it's not, if, okay, so if you are a Shihan or a Sensei or whatever, and you're saying you're Kyokushin, so I want you to display and show me everything in all of Sosai's books. Show me all those drills. Show me all those one-on-one things. Show me all the self-defense scenarios. Can you? I bet you there's a very small portion who can. Most are dedicated to the sport side of things. And, you know, you can argue that's, well, that's, uh, it's just the way it's evolved, wrapped in mm. quotes. Well, um, and they, they say we're not talking, that's the way it's been for the last 10 years. Mm-mm. That's the way it's been for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's still evolving, the sports side of it. Don't get me wrong again, like the sports side of it. Like if you look at the stand-up fighters now compared to 10, 20, 30 years ago, you can see the oh, evolution. Yeah, you, you, I, right. So this, this will lead me on. This is the perfect segue to this. Bit. Okay. I listened to two podcasts today. I listened to Drew Experience. Um, so I had my headphones on. Drew. Was, headphones on, working. So the first one I listened to was with Bill. Our, our Bill in the Kyokushin Kai karate group senpai bill yeah so he was talking so he was on then he was talking about his training how he got into karate and again what karate was like before and just the things he was talking about how like he, he gave a little story he was saying about how his instructor first started we back in the 60s um, and he was training and he, and he first started he was fighting against the guy and the guy was beating the crap out of him and grabbing him and hitting him and he was like he said the only thing I could do was grab him and headbutt him, which I did. And then he let go of me. And that was perfectly acceptable. That was, yeah. per- that was like, well done. You were under pressure. Bill Stewart said this? Yeah. It was Bill? About, his, about his instructor. Yeah, and um, I saw and a it, comment from him, like, <laughs> how, how different it was back in those days. Yeah, he, he's just talking about what when it was Budo Karate. Budo Kyokushin mm. of, uh, and I talk about this all the time, going through hardship, going through the fires of hardship to forge the person that you're going to be. Not necessarily the, you know, the killing machine fighter, but you forge the person you become. Because now I'm a person of substance because I've been through shit. And I, and I, I, and I say this all the time, experiential learning, how people like to be, people like to profess that, you know, I'm a man of substance. I've done this. I've done that. Blah, 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 blah. You should listen to me. Listen to what I teach. It's like, what have you been through? What have you done? Have you been through war? Have you suffered? Have you, have you denied yourself and gone through hardship to come out a better, stronger person. And you you can now help me and teach me because you've gone through that shit for real. This is what Budo Karate was about. For me, personally, this is how I see it. And from everyone I've spoken to, there were around 60s, 70s training. That's what it was. You train fucking hard. The, the cream rose up. You didn't have average crick crappy karate kid that that just you know don't, don't get me wrong everyone not everyone is a champion not no, everyone no. is an absolute killing beast but you could be the worst of the worst technically coordination terrible coordination 
but you still give 110% into it. Yeah. I mean, even those videos, you see the videos from back in the day. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like even the folks that were not maybe technically at the level of someone else, they were still tough as nails and I didn't want to get in front of them. Um, yeah. Just tough, physically tough. You've gone through it. All right. You're not the best knockdown fighter. You're pretty good on the nunchaku or you were quite good on the bow. You're quite good on the side. Yeah. You could, you can still punch hard. You can still kick and you can still get up. Everybody back to your saying, everybody fought because that, that was the truth. And that is why Kyokushin was so respected is exactly. because there was no one having an easy ride. There was no one sat out on the side going, yeah, well, I don't really, I am Kyokushin, but I don't really do that because exactly. I got a, a sciatica problem. So I don't really do the, the punching. Exactly. So like when I wanted to do Kyokushin, it really like that quote really drew, like, I loved it. The heart of our karate is real fighting. Imagine as a little kid and I'm reading that and I'm just like, yeah. And then I would see the stuff that they did. Again, I know I'm going to get lambasted for this, but I don't have a problem with the sport karate side. Just like I don't have a problem with Shotokan. I love Shotokan. I love watching Shotokan. But there's a big difference between sport Shotokan and, say, something like uh, uh, Mikio Yahara does, where it's just like mm. Budo karate, where he's, just, he's drilling one-on-one -on -one and people are getting punched, yeah. grabbed, thrown to the ground. And, you know, it's completely different. It's Ka karate then becomes the vehicle of self-discovery. Yeah. Yeah, because you've gone through, you've gone through that hardship training. Okay, so so that's so the next podcast I listened to, I listened to them one after another because they just played through. Mm. It was still with Drew on the Drew experience, and it was um, your ascent by Jonas Rosen, the knockdown guy from Sweden. Right. Yeah. Top fighter, top knockdown fighter, on par, working his way up to being a world champion. That's what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to him. Very clever guy trains very scientifically Which talks all about the, the the different types of anaerobic training how nice. he's training his guys very very nice on the button that. i love that on the button training talking about the, he's training his fighters and stuff and i was listening to this and i thought yeah that's, this is good and uh, he was talking about we'll do some strength training weight training in series and it's funny because drew said like oh we're, we're kettlebells and it was almost a little pause of like no weights proper weights with a bar <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> it, a time it, and place for both but yeah <laughs> it, it was just funny because he was like yeah we do wait just like, like oh we're kettlebells it's like no proper weights like you know 150 kilo weights you can chuck about there's a lot you can do with a bar proper strength work yeah. um so i was listening to all of that and i was like oh yeah that's cool that's brilliant but it sounded to me like I was listening to a K1 fighter or a Muay Thai fighter. Exactly. Or a kickboxing gym. And that's what it sounded like. I didn't hear Kata mentioned once. I didn't hear Bunkai mentioned once. I didn't hear anything at all about Budo Karate. I heard nothing at all about Oyama and and how this inspired you because i mean he's still quite young he's 27 uh Jonas is. so he's i say think he's only been trained no yeah he's been training since he's a young kid so let's say he's been training 20 years but that's right? all he knows right 20 years is still a long time of training i know i know but and he knows inside and out what he's doing and there's nothing wrong with what he's doing but it's he sounds like he's got it right down to a science and it is it, it is that but that for me i was listening to it and it's listening to it, and it's like it is the only thing you're talking about is knockdown and tournaments. But 
again, the, the, the vernacular this used, the terminology, this sport has a long way to go. This sport could be so much more. I want to be the best I can be in this sport. Which is great. And so it's like, it's right. a separate thing. It's a separate thing. I, I want it to be a separate thing. I want knockdown to be kudo. The knockdown I is know, a separate I was waiting for, thing. I was waiting for you to say So it. when you talk, when you talk about tournaments, you talk about knockdown, you're not talking about kyokushin. You're talking right. about fucking knockdown. That's what I think it should be too. Absolutely. And again, nothing wrong with that. And I think it's great. And I think there's great competitors, great athletes, great sportsmanship, all that stuff. It's so what? So what they do? So, so what they do you train? Kyokushin? Yeah. So it's like, what? Well, what do? You, what are you learning kata for then? Because obviously you're you're shodan, so you've done these katas, you've done the five pinans, you've done you know you you may have done seibai, you may have done even the what was the point of doing them? Even a lot of the kihon is not applicable to that. What? Because... Is, yeah. What is the point of you learning your kihon? There's no point in you learning haito, kokin, nukites, elbows. There's no point in learning it. Exactly. None of that stuff. So why are you learning it? You may as well be like what Jed and Nick said. You want to be a fighter? Get on the bag. Work your one-two. Punch in the bag is what you need to be doing exactly. if you want to be a fighter. Exactly. And fighting with people. Yeah. It's just it, it, they what op, what complete opposite ends of the spectrum. I listen to these two people one after another. You got Bill talking about the old days in the sixties and what Kyokushin used to be like. Budo Kyokushin, mm-hmm. it was hard. You know, there was grabbing, there was throwing, there was there was it was all out. It was training. And then you fast forward now to today, modern day. Someone talking about exactly the same thing. Yes, this sport's got a long way to go. We do this. This is how I train my fighters. So we if we want to enter this tournament. We want to do that tournament. And it's like you're talking about two different things. Yep. Albeit 50 years apart. Yep. You know, a good, good few decades apart. But that... So we've had the question of, you know, what's the future of Kyokushin? I think that is the future of Kyokushin, is that it side. becomes... It becomes a sport yeah that's like kudo is people talk about kudo now they, they don't talk about the the art behind this so much they talk about kudo the fighting format yeah. like why are you practicing a jodan uke if you're not using it you're never going to use it in the fight you would never, never use it in a knockdown tournament never only now you use, use it. If, you you would use it if you got up into a clinch. If you clinched, you would do your 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 jaw um, under the eat. chin or something under or... the chin to break yeah. to break it. You would do it then. Yep. Someone swings a maker at you. Bang! You mm-hmm. come there, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scorpion block, framing there to come over the top with this. Oh yeah, right. You'd, <laughs> <let's go. laughs> you'd use it then, but you're never going to use it in a knockdown fight. What do you use in a knockdown fight? You're there. You use sota you gaze. Get yeah. Ambrise, yeah. This sort of block up and down there, yep. and Sune uh, Uke blocking with the shins. Yeah, that's all you do. Yeah, it's pretty. It's almost the same as. And the rest guy, is yeah. the rest is footwork and punching and attacking. Yep. Which is that's it. I keep saying it, which is great. It's fine, mm-hmm. but I'm we've even arguing, lost, like I'm you, not sure if it's Kyokushin. Uh, if you look at Muay Thai, like Muay Thai will still have the clinching. They do they do loads of sweeps and takedowns. Yes. 
you watching them? Super takedowns, grabbing the shin, whooping it around, whipping them up, and they're doing spinning to, around in the air. To the point where a Muay Thai friend of mine is going to be coming to the jiu-jitsu dojo to do a seminar on clinching, standing grappling to the ground. A Muay Thai guy is going to be teaching the jiu-jitsu guys. Yeah. So, and, and again, this is, I know it like ticks people off and I kind of almost like, I do want to stir this up a bit because I think people have become pretty complacent in this. Yeah. I want to challenge you. Are you doing Kyokushin? So what, what's the definition then of Kyokushin? What is Kyokushin? So Kyokushin then is just a sport that, that was invented by Matsu, uh, Masuyama. That's it. That's, 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 I think that, uh, that it's, that is the definition today, isn't it? It's brutal. That man. is the it's definition. Brutal. It's brutal. The old guard, the old guys, the old people still remember the old days and what the original Kyokushin was about. And there are a minute handful of, of people like myself that are clinging to that. Well, hang on a minute. I done, I done that sport bit, but there's a lot more to it now. So for my stage in life, early 40s, and I only look about 30, <laughs> young sexy veteran man that I am done the whole knockdown seat done, done a decade of knockdown tournaments traveling around done a decade twice but I don't like to talk about my Japan trips no not at all eighth world tournament or the ninth eighth or ninth one of them um 10 years as, a, as a becoming a hardened, street-fighting thug of a doorman. Done that. Now I look at myself, I, I, in the phase of life that I'm in is scholarly. So, yeah, I can go out and I can have a tear up and I can smash someone's skull open. I'm pretty confident in, in, a, in a situation where there's no weapons involved. I'm pretty confident of my ability to survive. I can't, because that's what I've trained to do. I'm all right with that. So I, I come away from that side of things now. And now, like we said, I am looking into kata. I am looking at the scholarly side of things, as a lot of the samurai did. You know, you were a warrior. You fought, you killed, but you also studied poetry and music and that yin and yang, the other side of it. Now, I am interested in the history and the arts and why this is like this. And as I said, look into the katas. But the deeper I look into the catas, the more I realize that what's the point of us doing them the way we're doing them now? Because they're completely different. Like, I just, as you're speaking, and I agree everything what you're saying, um, I think, pro uh, anyway. I mean, as another person I play on here, uh, Sensei um, Benicio uh, and Tony from Brazil, but he lives in the US. Oh, you sent me, you sent me that, that clip earlier. Uh, I've sent it, I don't know if I sent you this one, but like, I just wanted to like, as an example, like this is how I see um, like Kihon, for example, practice. Like look at the way, okay. Like that's how we're taught, right? Everyone yeah, exactly. That. That's the old typical. <laughs> right. And now he does his variation. <laughs> There's so many other moves off there. Funnily enough, that looks very wrestly to me. 
Oh, look at that. Beautiful. By the way, is he, is he, is he, he's a karate, one of the karate teachers of uh, Lolita Machida. I was just going to say, that's Lolita Machida's sign in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll see him in the corner uh, uh, when he was in UFC and now he's over at Bellator or whatever. You see him with him all the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's a a high ranking Shotokan, but he's also a high ranking Brazilian Jiu Jitsu player as well. uh, Right. See, so is. Is the stuff that he's doing there from his karate, or is he combining his jujitsu into the karate? So he did the same thing that we're talking about. So he, from the little bit I've understood from him, because his English is not that great, and it's through translation, translation and stuff. Same thing. Why are we doing this stuff when we don't know what it means? And yeah. so he started like looking to his other sources, whether it's jujitsu or judo or whatever the yeah. thing is, yeah, and kind of you know deriving from that. And he teaches. I am on calls a- like combat karate and shit. I am on a mission now to I want to make karate dangerous again. That sounds like a fantastic saying. That should be on a t-shirt. That's going to be on a t-shirt. Um, I'm, I'm on a mission now. I want to delve into Tegumi. I want to find... Did you have a guy freak uh, out on you on Tegumi? Oh, yeah. He was some ancient Tegumi master that doesn't <laughs> like the fact that we're using. And we've, so we've talked about this before. The, the modern, the, the term Tegumi is issued. It is an legitimate ancient Okinawan wrestling art. But what happened was it changed to Okinawan sumo. Yeah. So that Tegumi, which literally means... Um, Te is hand. Gumi is what? Uh, Intertwine? Uh, tangle? No, 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 no. That's, no, 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 that's Kumi. Kumi is entwined. I think it's grappling. So grappling. Kumi, Kumi Te is entwined hands. Yeah. And I think right. uh, Te Gumi is grappling hands, yeah. I think. I think it, it, it literally became sumo. Mm. They were like, right, it's well, that's sumo. And they started calling it sumo. And Te Gumi wasn't used. So it's an old, old word that resurfaced somewhere then. And they were like, oh, yeah. That basically explains our grappling side of karate, tagumi. So it's had a resurgence, that word, in the last 10 years. People have used it and dropped it in because it's the only way of explaining it. I can't say to you, oh, well, when I come in and I close distance and I grab you, tie you up, take you down, that's kumite. Because you'd be like, well, no, kumite is punching and kicking because that's what that's become. So to differentiate it, use the term tagumi. So Tegumi is an Okinawan wrestling art like the 100, 150 years ago. I'm trying to find anyone that still does that. Certainly no one here in the West. I might have to have a trip to Okinawa. Um, And I want, I definitely, I definitely want to go to Okinawa, more so than Japan now. I want to go to Okinawa. I want to train an Okinawan dojo, do a bit like Uchiryu or something like that. To get that feeling, I definitely want to try and nail down some Tegumi to look at these original wrestling moves and be like, oh, that's where this has come from. That's what's happened. Because the, the old guys look at it. Choki Mabutu talks about They talk about the Tegumi, the wrestling, Mabuni, even Funakoshi. All, you know, people say there's no grappling karate. Funakoshi in his book, uh, My Dorian, or my, my Karate, whatever, it's got nine throws. Yep. Funakoshi's nine throws. They're there in his book. 
it's like yeah it's like beating a dead horse though like i feel like don't it doesn't matter how often we say it like when people don't understand that uh, the the it's, the intertwining, the grappling, the hands-on stuff came long before the punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. You believe what you want to believe. It's exactly the same as religious scriptures. Yeah. You choose to interpret it how you want, and you will yeah. interpret it what best suits what you want to do. Well said. Good way to wrap up. It's actually it's cool. actually a really good way to to wrap it up. Uh, you know, we can tell you all we want. Uh, but at the end of the day, and Kat, Kat is the perfect example of religious scripture. Yeah. I, I can look at that move and go, oh, my God, he's grabbing him, picking him up, throwing him. That's fantastic. And no, goes, no, 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 no. What? What? No, no, he's punched you from behind. You've turned yes. around, blocked him. His mate is running at you from the other side. You turn around <laughs> and block him and punch him. What are you talking about grabbing and throwing? That's nonsense. It's so silly. It's it. Oh my God. I could go on another hour on this. Like there's so much kata and everything I see from boxing to everything has kata, but for some reason in karate. <laughs> it's totally... uh, yeah. The, the, the only thing that should have kata legitimately. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't have it properly anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's again, a great way to, yeah, exactly. What, what, what was how the name bizarre of that? is that? How bizarre is that? What was the name of that judo that the, that the women were doing? Oh, the I have it right here. Actually. Judo Kiromi or Kiyomi? Judo Buyo. Judo Buyo. We basically yeah. do Kata Buyo. Yes, that's it. That's we what we're calling it from now on. Karate Buyo. Buyo. Well, they called it Judo Buyo, so we'll have to call it Karate Buyo. Buyo, yeah. We saw someone, we watched someone now do Kata. We'd be like, yep, Buyo. Yeah, Buyo. Buyo. <laughs> buyo. No, it's good. Very good, Buyo. Very good. Beautiful dance. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Thank you, folks. Again, all into almost an hour and a half. Jesus, people, is these too but long that, for you? Please let us know. Well, that is our show that we've been doing. I know, but I feel, like we, I feel like they're too long. Whatever. Sue says they're too long. Sue's whinges they're too long. That's the only, only person I've ever heard saying they're too long. Yeah. Anyway, I'll put timestamps in. I think the timestamps are ha- helping people. I didn't put them in the last one, though. I just realized that. Um, but I will put timestamps in for each topic. And we ended up having more topics than uh, uh, we thought. So one, two, three. Four, well, we know that was this was good because because we had a nice. I said you on those topics. We'll work those, and yeah. then we can elaborate on them and go. And we we know what our show is like. We'll have a topic, and it'll open up a time portal, and then we'll be like, oh my god we're talking about something completely random you know when i first started chatting with terry 20 years ago um he used to uh he used to say his goal was to make karate make uh, karate dangerous again and i still think that's an amazing goal it did i'm not joking dude i'm gonna let you go but i really want to tell you that i don't want to feed your ego but that really resonated with me because that's how i interpret as a kid like when i saw like and it did. And even now you look back at those, they look fucking dangerous. So those guys look like, like they dangerous. were dangerous. They were dangerous people. Yeah. They may not be the best grappler. They may not be the best this or best that, but I would not want to face them one-on-one in a situation somewhere. To end on what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Those people were dangerous people. Karate people then were dangerous people, mm-hmm. right? We've got a guest coming on the next show, mm. right? We need to work up the timings of this. Yeah, I know. So, so I just paused. I was like, oh, okay. We'll we got to work. We got to work up the timings. This the next. So the guest that we're having on the show next is Kansho Gerard Godot. 
Okay. Now, to a lot of people, the lot, a lot of people won't know what that name means, but I'm sure people have seen the clip of the very first ever UFC, and you've got the big black 400 pound sumo guy in the cage, and you've got a skinny white guy who knocks his. Well, no, he's not skinny, but he's skinny compared to this in relation to guy. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gerard is quite a big guy, but yeah. in relation to this guy, um, were the one who pelted him, kicked him in the face, knocked his teeth out. Yeah, he actually broke his hand on that punch. Yeah. Um, brutal. So that was Gerard Godot, yeah. and he fought Hoist in the That's final right. of UFC one. So we'll have some intra, I mean, very interesting guy, uh, ex-military, done, done a lot of stuff, Dutch, did a lot with Dutch kickboxing. So he's on the show. How's his English, week. do you know? Good, I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 his English fine, because there's, there's a video of him doing an interview talking about the first UFC. Yeah, I him thought and, so. I could have him and Ken, Him and Ken yes. Shamrock, they talk, they're talking right. about hoists and the yeah. doctors and everything and the stuff yeah, that yeah, went yeah, on yeah. there. <laughs> so I'll yeah. post that in the Ronin group for people to have a look up, and then he'll be on the next show. Awesome. Hope, ho- hopefully. Yeah. And if I'll we can work the, it uh, out. The new video platform, Street Note 2, so we have a better high-quality vid. All right, Terry. Cool. Do your thing, man. Do your thing, people. Like, share, follow, get in the comments. Tell us everything you want to know. Tell us how cool Scott looks like this. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to see any different. Honestly, if you, if you shave your beard off, I'm not doing the show with you. <laughs> I still think I look like an old man. Go. You don't. You look super cool. Don't shave it off. All right. Cat. <laughs>